Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Pundit is the football trivia game. Every sale using the code LIONS at checkout now gives a whopping 40% discount plus a £10 donation to the Lions Food Hub. Visit punditgames.co.uk to order your copy. Punditgames.co.uk. Code LIONS. You're listening to After Law. Hello dear listeners, welcome to Something for the Weekend. Nick and Neil's regular Friday preview, here he is, the man himself, Mr Neil Fissler. How are you, Neil? Very good, mate, very good. A slightly surreal experience, wasn't it? A whole midweek without any football to watch. <laughs> you have a lot quite lost on, yeah. uh, on, on Tuesday yeah. night. At the, you have a lot to watch. Plymouth Argyle and uh, some Champions League stuff and uh, yeah, no Millwall I was quite hankering after it tomorrow afternoon now. It's been unusual. I was reduced to watching the Europa Conference League last night listeners, my, the need for football. But you're right, it's, it's been a welcome week off Neil after a pretty hectic February. We've got a, a huge week ahead of us. So obviously we've got the trip to Reading tomorrow afternoon. Um, I'll be there for that one, listeners. And then we've got the midweek fixture. I think it's Swansea on Tuesday night and then Huddersfield next Saturday. And then um, a blessed two-week relief from action to give our chance for the, for the squad to recuperate a little bit. But this is a big week ahead of us. I, um, I'm sitting in seventh at the moment, Neil, after that. Um, in the end, disappointing result last week against Norwich. Um, I mean, a general consensus, um, both from the club and I think probably around the... Uh, you know, the various message balls and, and online uh, social media. was It was a good performance overall, but uh, disappointing result. How did you see last week's game? I don't think we've spoken about it since since last Saturday. I think this is going to be a week that's going to define our season. Uh, I agree. Uh, we need we need three very, very big performances. Uh if we get three big performances, we're set up for the rest of the season. What we can't afford to do is to actually lose some ground at this stage. And uh, I think it's a. Uh, I think uh, tomorrow. How do I? Uh, sorry, the end of last week. How do I see last week? It's yeah, it's a strange one because it, it was a team that were blowers in the table. Yeah. Uh, but it's a team that. 
Yeah, but let's get it straight. Let's get it right. We got hammered, didn't we? What was it? Three one in the end. Uh, three three two. It finished, didn't yeah, three, it? Last two, week? Sorry, yes. I don't know that we got. I don't think we got hammered. We 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 let the game get away from us, and I think that's the thing that frustrated me and probably many that 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 you know that watched it because we had it. We had a lead, um, and we've not been terribly good of late of retaining leads. Um, and then we let we gave them a, a route back in with some tired errors. I I think tiredness was the the driving um, reason behind that that defeat. Um, I'm hoping that we can get some energy back in our legs tomorrow because we're going to need it. As you say, it's it's a it's a huge week ahead of us. I think the difference between us and Norwich last week was that they get huge parachute payments, and you could see the standard of player. If we had Max Aaron's in our squad, we'd have had to have sold mm. him. Ben Godfrey, we'd have had to have sold him, wouldn't we? We couldn't hang on to we we couldn't hang on to that level of player, even though they don't spend huge amounts of money, they still get forty fifty million pound in parachute payments. Then they'll go up and they'll get under an eighty million. They'll come straight back down and they'll get parachute payments. It it just shows the disparity in this league, doesn't it? Really, that there we yeah. were. A good team. You don't get me wrong, but but nothing that special, were they? But the difference is that they get huge. Yeah, but they get a huge backhand from the Premier League every season, don't they? And they do. Don't. Yeah, and, that's the system. And they can afford to rotate. We were we were on our backside, weren't we? Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, the squad. We rallied well. Yeah, we we rallied well late um, because the then factor comes into it, and once you get a little bit of momentum, especially in the last quarter of an hour of a game, we've got. I think it's the the two. It went to three two. I think it's about the early eighty second, eighty third minute, maybe with that header from Zian Fleming, and then of course it's all bets are off because we're chasing a, a goal, and and the then comes comes into it. So we nearly got it. Um, I think that's. I think the problem that we have. You're you're right to identify the the structure of the way the leagues operate. I, that's probably not going to change in the foreseeable future. The endless talk, talk, talk about maybe that will chop and change, and maybe it will, but um, certainly not going to help us out this this term. Maybe even next term. Um, and they can call upon players. I mean, I, th- I think where it really stood out Neil, was the quality of the third goal because that was a. A, a really good run down the, their right flank. It's our left side, um, and a brilliant take and turn by players that are that level ahead of most of our squad. Um, we've just got to work with what we got. Really, I, I still think we've got it within our grasp to do well this season. Um, but it does begin tomorrow. I keep going to call it the Majeski Stadium. Now it's not called that. It's called the Select Car Leasing dot com stadium or something like yeah that. no it's called the majeski uh, stadium i don't give a fuck about a stadium sponsor to be quite honest yeah they don't pay me to advertise yeah so it's <laughs> so it will be the majeski stadium let's call it a majeski let's agree on the majeski because um it's a name that does at least stick in your head um, but it does begin tomorrow i mean i'm just reading some of the uh, i'm looking at the south london press here um, I think that I think the squad see it as um, you know a major 
a major um, start to a big week. A um, bit of praise for Paul Lintz from Gary Rowett here, saying what a tremendous job he's done. Um, don't know about that because they're sitting some way down on the table. But I suppose they've got financial problems themselves, Reading, haven't they? They're, they're in all sorts of financial um, in the mire. Um, but we've got to go down and get a win. I don't think anything short of a win will really do us tomorrow. We can't afford to get Norwich get away from us with some blue water between us and them. Then the season does get very tough indeed after that if we don't get three points tomorrow. Yeah, but they haven't got financial problems. They've been found guilty of cheating. Let's be... Mm. Yeah, but let's not sugarcoat it. They've cheated. They've cheated for a number of years financially. I think they're, what, 15th with 44 points. They're, They're supposed to lose nine points. But they've cheated. They've been caught cheating. There's no way that they can afford to spend the level of money that they've been spending. So, therefore, they're cheats. Yeah, but it's even better that we are where we are because we do stick to within... Yeah, well, I know we have losses. We have quite substantial losses, but... We have to have substantial losses, don't we? But they have been them. Them. We still, yeah, we, having held a QPR spend what they spend, similar size crowds to us. Yeah, they they must they must all be bending the rules. I mean, one thing yeah. I, I, I admire, jo, admire John Berylson, obviously for his his, his largest listeners in in paying the losses that um, keep our club alive. Otherwise, we really would be um, League One looking. You know, mid 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 table League One will be probably our level and possibly lower than that on occasions. So, but for John Berylson, we wouldn't be where we are. Um, I, th- I know um, just from the, the the few contacts I've ever had with him, but he, he's very keen on um, sticking within the framework and for there to be fair rules and a, what you might call a level playing field for um, all clubs and the current system. A, it doesn't lend itself to that because of the lopsided payments for those clubs like Norwich and others that have come down. They get overly rewarded for being who you know being at the level that they've been at. But then also encourages other clubs like Reading and, and Queens Park Rangers, I imagine, to to stretch rules beyond the breaking point. Cheat, I think, is is a good choice of word. Really, Even because Reading were deducted six points for cheating in twenty twenty one. And this, hmm. we, well, were the further six points suspended until the end of 2022-2023. Yeah, that's as long as they hit targets outlined in a business plan that was agreed with the EFL. These people are cheats, and they're cheating to tread water in mid-table. <laughs> it's yeah. mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. You, you, the easiest thing to do would be just to kick them out of the league. I'm sorry, you can't... You can't you, carry on like this forever, Neil. I, yeah, I, sorry. I, yeah, no, well, I was trying not to swear. Yeah, <laughs> You cannot carry on like no, the kick. I don't, I think you can carry on like this. I I, I, yeah. I, I agree with everything you're saying. I, I'm, I'm meaning the, the, the football can't carry on like this because... Yeah. You know, you, you, you're basically clubs are being um, have, have been enticed to stretch rules financially, overstretch themselves, chasing the dream as as they would have once put it, um, and you just can't sustain that forever. Um, 
Where they, where they should put Reading, I don't know. Nine point deduction puts them on thirty nineteen points. If that's what comes like to. that, yeah, well, around about the bottom of the table, doesn't it? Or yeah, we're just above the it bottom. It puts them in the, the table. in the mix. Blackpool are in the third um, relegation spot at the moment, with, with some distance between them and Cardiff, uh, thirty two points to thirty eight points. So a nine point deduction, if that's what comes to pass, and if it's this season, which is always the other. Um, you know, the other thing, whether you start off next season with a minus nine or whether it's um, debited this season, I don't know. Um, but that will put them down to 33 points. I don't really would put them in the in the relegation mire, really. Well, they should just uh, kick them out. Just... They, they should just kick them out. Your one strike you've had, second, yeah, your second strike that they're on now, kick them out. They're a nothing club. Absolutely pointless, <laughs> plastic, <laughs> non-entity of an organisation. Yeah, the EFL don't don't base it on that, do they? They 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 they. Yeah, the EFL aren't fit for purpose, are they? You you have a look at the bottom of the table, Wigan, another team that yeah, yeah that yeah that cheated last year. They went into administration a couple of years ago, wiped out their debt. And they got promoted again. This EFL is not is absolutely not fit for purpose. Some people will say, "Oh, yeah, no, well, Millwall lose two, three million pound a year." Yes, we do, but we're not losing twenty, thirty, no, forty million pounds a ten, year. Tens of millions. The, I mean, I think the, the, the basic problem, the Premier League is this as well, but the EFL, as we're, we're talking about it, the, the problem is that the EFL doesn't exist as this kind of outside body. It's fundamentally um, a trade association of its members. So all of the clubs that, that comprise the EFL uh, and on a different level, the, the Premier League too, have a self-interest in probably not delving too deeply or not throwing clubs out for... The jiggery pokery because it could be them that fall foul of it themselves at some stage. Maybe that's that's why they've never really taken the kind of hard line that I think you're calling for there, and I think that most of us would say is needed to sort football out. But that that probably won't happen because it's it's a collection of of, of guilty men already, isn't it? It's, it's you know in rugby union, <laughs> Saracens were caught breaking the salary cap. Whether or not yeah. they deserved it is another thing. They were found guilty of the owner was investing in Nigel Ray. He was investing in companies run by the players. Uh, he dressed right. it up as he, he he was helping them for post-career. But they got one penalty, and uh, which put them bottom of the table. They continued to win. So the <laughs> clubs that were going to gain from them not being around, ganged up again and gave them a second penalty to make sure they got relegated. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, well, that was harsh, but I just don't get, football doesn't help itself when you've got non-entities no, like Reading spending millions and millions and millions of pounds to tread water. Either kick them out or tell them, Unfortunately, you can't sign anyone until uh, until until you like get, an embargo yeah. or some period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the league has got it right. Yeah, yeah, but the league has got it right. They set and yeah, they tell each club what their budget is uh, midway through a season. I think for the start of next season, so clubs know where they are. That is what they have to do. 
with these non-entities like Reading that are spending yeah no I agree billions agree. and billions um, and, or, yeah millions and millions and millions of pounds that they can't afford. That is what yeah they need to take a hard line stance on it. But unfortunately, in this country, if you're outside the Premier League, you don't exist. But you get teams that that are absolutely chasing the dream all the time, and that's what teams like Reading have done. They've tried, yeah, they've chased the dream for years. They've gone up to the Premier League, and then when they've got relegated, that's what frightens me about Millwall. Actually, we'll go up to the Premier League Six, one season, potential success. Yeah, 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 yeah. One season, and then we. I don't think it will happen with us. I think that I, th- I think that John Berylson will ensure that we don't spend more than we can afford up there, and there will be no, some I, I hope a limit on it. I was reading an article. It was on. It was on the in, in the Athletic. I was reading, and I haven't got it to hand, listeners. So I'm very much quoting from memory. But it was, it was just talking about the amount of uh, foreign ownership. I mean, obviously, we're lucky with John in that he is a foreign owner, if you if you want. Um, but he's been a very good one for us. Whereas many many clubs across the the two leagues, Premier and the EFL, and elsewhere, even in now in, in non league, they they see our game as a as something to be bought and sold, and um, to be, you know, to, as a profit-making machine. I suppose it is from from their perspective, and I, I just find it really sad. And I don't know what I'm arguing for here, particularly Neil, but it just seems really sad that you have clubs that represent. I mean, you know, we can take the piss out of Reading till the cows come home. It does represent a town in England, and it should be representative of something more than just. Um, a, a method of, of money, um, uh, what's the word? Money laundering. making money. I nearly said money. <laughs> I nearly said money laundering. <laughs> I think that might be. It might be a libel. So I didn't say that, lawyers. Um, but you know what I mean. It's it's, it's it's you're kind of buying and selling your heritage here, and I, I just find it very very sad. That's how the game has got. It's not going to change. You and me talking to each other now is not going to change it. It's it's too far gone. But that's how it is. I mean, there's a story I was looking at earlier on about the. Um, Broadcast rights. We might as well jump down to that as we're on a on a roll about the EFL. This is the um, EFL sees great value in um, selling its its broadcasting rights, which will benefit some of us, and it might change things dramatically in other ways. They're talking about selling off um, the Championship and League One and League Two broadcasting rights potentially to different broadcast providers. Um, various ones have been mentioned in this article that's on. Uh, the the I I think that, I don't know if that's the independent whether it's separate but anyways I um, talking about doing away the three pm blackout so that uh, clubs can stream their games on a Saturday afternoon instead yeah of we've spoken about this haven't we a couple of times I think it's a tremendous idea three pm blackout yeah. it's so outdated isn't it apparently they will need they will need the agreement of the petulant children. Uh, we yeah, get, yeah, the Premier, <laughs> yeah, the Premier League. Oh, the Premier League, the picture of that. Yeah, there was UEFA and the Premier League. One thing that was interesting. I just read through this article before you and I started speaking. I had a long period, listeners, when my computer was updating, so I had a chance to actually read the thing that I said I was going to talk about. 
uh, which is always a, always an advantage, I find. But um, interesting thing about the three pm blackout, which you know is you always think is a bit of one of the like one of the Ten Commandments. You know, it's been there forever, but it's actually only been there since the nineteen eighties in any formal sense. Um, and it came in when live football started become to become a thing on television. But um, apparently, if it only applies where more than uh, when more than fifty percent of a league's games are being played on a Saturday afternoon, so what that could enable you to do, and one of the things they're proposing, is that to switch leagues one or two to midweek night, so you'd have league, Thursday night is League Two night. Now I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Your traditionists will say that's shocking that every everyone should kick off at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, but. It's all going to come down to whether you generate more money and more of an audience for yourself. I, I kind of think it might generate an audience. Um, you know, if League Two sides are playing on a Thursday night, and likes of myself and others might even think I might go along to a game. If um, trying to think of a League, if Leighton Orient are playing on Thursday night and there's nothing else to do, you might go. I think, it's an go, awful idea, you? Mick. I think yeah. it is an absolute oh. awful idea. Uh, you're going to make it even more difficult for fans to get to games and um, for a traveling away would be a thing. Games, yeah, it, you it drives you to a television expect, screen. That's for sure. Yeah, well, you cannot expect a Barrow fan to travel down to London on a Thursday no, night. No, yeah, no, it's a true. poor that's idea. True. Just play it all on a bloody Saturday. Kick it off at three p.m. and let people pay for it if they want to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, streaming is available illegally. So mm. so it's an absolute nonsense to say that this hits crowds. Okay, yeah, it, yeah, it might hit the odd crowd. But if you support your club and, and, like, and, like, and like this season Millwall are doing well, you're going to want to go if you can go, aren't you? Let's be honest. I, I would do. I think you can't beat being at the game. Uh, we, you and me, have spoken before about the an example, and I don't know if it's a fair comparison, but county cricket, which is probably seen as the least um, crowd pulling of the of the various formats of cricket that you get now. But they broadcast uh, they the, the counties broadcast their county games live. Many of them do it. I think all of them do it live on YouTube, so you can just watch it for nothing basically. If you yeah, want to go, yeah, which is which is a play. And going to a game, if you like cricket, I get not my, some do, some don't like all, all things. But if you go and it's a, there's a pleasure in going, there's, there's a, it's a, for me, it's quite a beautiful thing to sit and watch the cricket for the day. But I get not everyone will want to do that. But if you you know, it doesn't seem to have affected crowds particularly, Neil, from what I understand, that you've, you've added to your audience because you've opened up a game that would have attracted maybe. 500, a few hundred, a thousand maybe, I don't know. You've suddenly got tens of thousands of people watching it, haven't you? It's, 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 yeah, it's you're it's in single figures. Open... Yeah, you're in double figures rather than tri- uh, triple figures, I think, Nick, for some county games. Yeah, but you're right. Uh, the problem they have is that if they take the BBC commentary, they can't monetize it, which mm. is unfortunate. Uh, you can't have uh, you can't have uh, like well we've got the Streamyard logo. You can't have another yeah logo yeah yeah in print. No 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 embedded onto the screen. But but there's something beautiful if you're working, as I still do. I'm not retired, unlike you, Nicholas. Uh, 
he's just to, he's when I'm just sat here working, is just to have my iPad. Up yeah, on the, just have it on. Yeah, up on the deck yeah, yeah, onto yeah. YouTube with the county cricket on. You can hear it. You occasionally glance up. Some streams are a lot better than others. Middlesex is a very, very good string. And it's it it YouTube is just something that I think football clubs miss out on. Millwall went through a, a phase of uh, of putting reserve games on YouTube. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, especially when they played great, great the game. And it was fantastic yeah. to watch it. It was brilliant yeah. just to sit down for an hour and a half on a Wednesday afternoon or Thursday afternoon or whatever and just watch Millwall Reserves. It, I love reserve football or well or under 23 football. And when I lived in London, I'd quite often go along Friday afternoon yeah. down at the Den. Fantastic. But football now has changed the way that we get our football, isn't there? And you uh, pay for everything. It's, yeah. it's, um and to charge a tenner to watch a game of football on a sun on a Saturday afternoon, okay. Or even if, or even if the Zone or Apple or any of these other companies want to come in, and they want to pay a shed load of money. Yeah. To to give yeah, it a stream every game, so be it. And you need a subscription, fantastic. It is football needs to yeah. No, I, I, you need to get with it. I mean, Reading, haven't we? And uh, the financial white uh, sports washing that's going on up there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. It, it football needs more revenue and. And this is a potential way of getting more revenue in, and uh, and yeah, like yeah, so the other way to look upon it is that it's more or revenue that clubs like Reading can waste. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's up to the individual clubs, yeah. isn't it? I mean, that, that that goes through everything. I mean, the the proposal is just to put people in the picture. This is an article in in the I newspaper. It's uh, there's a, there's a conference going on. The EFL has been approached by a number of broadcast partners, including Apple Television, um, uh, DAZN, Viaplay, and and others. Yeah, um, as uh, with various models, whether that's paper, paper watch, whether that's a, a kind of season ticket streaming, or you show some live on as a free to air, various possibilities. So they're weighing all of this up. The main casualty is pretty much likely to be the three pm blackout. Um, whether you see that as a good thing or a bad thing, will you know probably our conversation won't change your mind one way or the other. But it's certainly on the table. Um, and Netflix for football is a quote. That's quite a nice um, way to su- to summarise the, the proposals. We'll, we'll see. You yeah, we see it on Amazon Prime now, don't you? Yeah, we see it on Amazon Prime. When they buy a Premier League package, you go on to Prime Video and they might have four games up that you can watch all four yeah. if you want. Yeah, but you can't watch all four yeah. at the same time, obviously. But you get to take your picks. I think I think it's a tremendous idea, and it's coming. It's coming one way or the other, whether you like it or not, listeners. I think that's the way the the, the system goes. I, I like it. I mean, let me set my stall out. I, I, I think anything that opens the game up, that brings more viewers, and um, gets the game better run, <laughs> bums on seats. It's all got to be good stuff. So um, more more power to their elbow. 
Yeah, the um, only thing they'll have to do is, is if they get more money, they'll they have to find a way that this doesn't find its way into into the pockets of players, and in and transfer fees, etc. They need to improve facilities, etc. Maybe lower ticket prices slightly. Because yeah, uh, I suppose uh, you do that with a wage cap, yeah. a sensible wage cap. Maybe that's how you do that. I guess I don't know. I'm not an accountant, so um, I'd imagine that's how it's done. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll take a break. We'll come back after these messages with the uh, the rest of my notes. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Achtung, Mailball. Welcome back. Dear listeners, um, injury news. We've got some positive injury news tomorrow. Um, looks, looking more and more hopeful. Whether we see them tomorrow, Tyler Bury, Mason Bennett, and, and Billy Mitchell. I think they're probably looking at post um, international break for those three. But it's uh, not so good for Callum Styles. It would be nice to start to see a, a reasonably healthy squad, Neil, with still some skin in the game for the uh, the playoff run in for those last you know, decisive last ten games. So that's all good news. Um, it'd be nice to see Billy Mitchell come back as well. I think we've really missed him of late. Can you? Yeah, yeah, no, we have. We, yeah, but he's the one player I think out out of all of those that we've been crying out for, haven't we? And uh, yeah, he's been in superb um, form. But that injury, yeah, but injuries don't come at the best of times, do they? But that injury. No, no. Absolute pig awful. It was a body blow. Yeah. Yeah, body blow for the club. Also good to report Jamie Shackleton is back in training after recovering from illness. This is a bit of an illness, a mystery illness that's done the rounds at at the uh, Calmont Road Club. I don't know what I, I don't know what this illness is, listeners. I've got nothing no inside track on that. But I just hope I just hope it gets healthy. It gets healthy and st- we're still in the game, so to speak, in the league. If we if we get a full squad with those last you know, eight to nine games to go, maybe, and we've got a full squad available, then anything can be possible, especially with uh, a, a good number of games at the den. So, fingers crossed. Um, we, we saw a, a, a thing the other day about travelling support, um, but we've sold out our ticket allocation at the uh, Select Car Stadium, as I've called it, yeah, the Majeski. Um, and they probably could have sold that a few times over um, for tomorrow's game. So, that's a good turnout, 2,167, apparently, uh, travelling down, including myself, listeners. So that's, that's a good turnout tomorrow, Neil. I know it's not too far to go, Reading, but it's um, still 2,000 people prepared to travel to watch our club. Mate, something I don't really get is, 
Why have we only got 2,100 there? I thought that away end held about 4,000. Is it really... Maybe they don't want Millwall fans in it. Yeah, I suppose if it goes tits up. <laughs> but Nando's, Nando's will be swamped, wouldn't it? But that, <laughs> On the retail part. But, but 2,100, it seems it seems a little light. It seems many. Doesn't it? And, uh, yeah, I, I expect because it sold out very quickly. Um, to some conversation on 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 social media, but I thought there would be more made available, and it hasn't it hasn't seemed to have come to pass. So I don't know why that is. I don't know what sits behind. I can't believe Reading will have the bulk of their their ground sold out tomorrow. I could be wrong, but I thought we'd have got some more for this game. But you were to be honest, not. you were to be honest. Of all the police forces in the country, Thames Valley are probably some of the biggest arseholes that will ever come across following <laughs> Millwall. Yeah. They are absolutely, <laughs> oh mate, they're yeah, they're an awful police force, aren't they? And well, the thing is with it is it drives Reading. people into the Reading sections. It drives people yeah. into the Reading sections. That's what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, well, it does. And and why can't they just give us uh, the full four thousand? Oh. But create 4, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but to create. Uh, sterile areas. You don't have the Reading fans next to us giving it big, and then we give it big and decide to go over the sterile area. Yeah. Most of the ground is a sterile area, in fairness. Yeah, but to, yeah, but to be fair, it is. Yeah, but the whole ground it's is. One, it's one big sterile area. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, well, their idea. Yeah, but they're up there with Charlton, really, aren't they? As, as... They, have a, they have a drummer, don't they? They don't have a drummer down there to. Uh, that is. Drum. Put some atmosphere in the place. Yeah, but to my mind, if you've got a drummer, your atmosphere is shit. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a drummer, Absolutely. you cannot generate an atmosphere. And uh, it's just one of those... Yeah, but it's a horrible, soulless stadium, isn't it, that's just been plonked in the middle it's of nowhere a, when it was built. It's a long way from anywhere. It's all right if you're coming you off the end before, which is how I'll do it tomorrow. But yeah, uh, by you know, train, exactly. no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig to get to, I think. You know, well, I've been and nothing there. Nothing much to and go on to. Yeah, well, I've been there, and they walked you back to the station, which is about a long walk. three and a half miles. I was, oh, Jesus. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, it was in my slimmer days. But, <laughs> but well, I still didn't fancy it much, you, you, to be honest. You'd be slimmer at the end of that walk, I tell you that much. Walking from Central Reading out to it's the epitome of the it's the epitome of the soulless modern stadium, Neil, isn't it? It is. If you said to any football supporter, a soulless modern stadium, and they'd think of Reading pretty quickly because it almost sums up that kind of era of stadium construction. Um, We we don't build new stadiums like we used to, but. I'm hoping that that era never comes back. The, the whole re- retail park movement that we had um, back in the nineties, you know, it, it was the, it was the epitome of that really. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice to get, it. be nice to get three points there. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Right? Yeah, but they had to do it because let's face it, Elm Park was, yeah, but it had character, but, like, it, but, but it was a toilet. Yeah, character like the den. Yeah. It was like the den in a way, wasn't it? It was the same kind of setup in a sense. It was an old school uh, one, one, one stand with seats, and the rest of it was all, um, all, all, uh, all terrace. The Goldstone it? Ground was similar. Yeah. It was all terrace, and Goldstone Ground was like that, wasn't it? it was the same. Yeah, many, many grounds were like it. They, yeah, they had to, they had to change. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, not not through choices because the law required them to. The Taylor report came in, and you couldn't. You couldn't well, they stuck right. it in the middle of nowhere with nothing around it, and then they were slow to build stuff around it, weren't they? I think Scunthorpe yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, but I think Scunthorpe. I don't know if you've ever been to Glanford. Yeah, I've been there. That's um, yeah, yeah, but that's a Glanford similar Park type reminds of me of a carpet warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah but corrugated iron stadium. Yeah, but that's a similar type of setup, isn't it? Well out of town, mm. with yeah. all with Frankie and Benny's and all of these non-entity yeah. standard, uh, yeah, standard kind of retail uh, franchises yeah. around, uh, yeah. fake food, uh, that kind of thing, and that's it right. just it just destroys it, doesn't it? And I've not been to Reading for a little while. I think the last time I went there was for Rugby Union when London Irish played there. As I say, London Irish um, played there for a long while. Didn't they? And yeah. there was nothing around it even then. And uh, no. I can't imagine it's changed much. No. Well, I'll, I'll report back tomorrow, listeners, on that front. I'm, I'm not anticipating a... A huge difference in the past. Uh, just to move us along, there was a big hoo-ha on social media. It's kind of yeah, I'm not sure a, what I make of it. Yeah, but that's a surprise. A hoo-ha <laughs> on social media <laughs> over over nothing. Fundamentally, over nothing. It was Gary Rowett's birthday in the week, listeners, um, and uh, a, a number of his ex clubs. A bit like having your ex-wife wishing you a happy birthday, and your current wife doesn't give a shit. I don't know. Um, but anyway, Burton Albion sent a kind of an array of pictures of him, like um, we we still love you type pictures of him in a, in a Leicester City shirt as a kid, and um, various photos of him as, as manager of Gary uh, of Burton Albion. Anyway, the, the the punchline being, other clubs have wished him a happy birthday. Fans were wishing him happy birthday, but nothing from Millwall FC on social media. And I kind of, I kind of in a reverse way admired that because they weren't pressured into wishing wishing him a happy birthday. Um, could, it actually have been, I, I, could it actually have been that Gary Rowett went along to the press office and told them, <laughs> yeah, told them, yeah, well, it is my birthday. I'll make a big deal out of it. Yeah, well, it is my yeah. cakes. Yeah, yeah, well, I buy everybody cakes, but can you not make a big deal of it online, please? Yeah, I'm. I'm just wondering if it was that, honestly, because I can't. Uh, yeah, but I can't imagine a Yaya Torre style situation down at Millwall, where Yaya Torre and his agent put in a transfer request because because I think Manchester City Yeah, we didn't buy him a big enough birthday cake and make enough fuss. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I can't imagine Gary Rowett's gone into Steve Kavanagh, pinned him up against the <laughs> office wall, and said, "Right then, I'm fucking, <laughs> fucking leave." Where's my tray of sweet tray of Tesco's Krispy Kreme donuts? <laughs> I was trying to think. It got it got me thinking. Um, you know, because there was a lot of people saying this is poor. You know, no 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 um no birthday wishes from millwallfc.com online. And I was thinking, I can't remember Peabody ever sending me any birthday wishes when I was working for them for over 12 years, listeners. Yeah, but I can't imagine. Or any other employer. Yeah, no, the Express never did it, to be quite honest to me, when I was there. The rugby paper never do it to me. So broken, I, don't, I don't know how you would have felt about it. I, I can honestly say I did not give a shit that they didn't get the send me birthday wishes. I wasn't there. To to get birthday wishes off of off of my employer, um, 
I mean, it's only the it's only the girls in the office that used to bother. Most I'm going to say something very sexist now. Most of the blokes didn't give a shit. It was only the girls that kept this kind of buying each other cards and gates thing going. It became a bit of a a bit of a burden. I used to find it. You have to summon up some yeah, because you're tight bastard, aren't you? Yeah, because you're tight bastard. Then you didn't want to go down to Greg's, did you? Or Percy? No, what you do? What you used to do? And this is maybe this is where Gary Rowitz at. I'm going to speculate. You know, you, you come in with you think, fuck it, it's my birthday. I've got to go and get some cream cakes from somewhere. So we'd stop off at wherever. In Hackney, it would be Tesco's. And you come in with an array of crispy cream cream donuts and say, here we are, girls, come and get, oh, I can't eat that. And you'd walk in with like 12 donuts and walk out with 10 of them. You're not going to eat them all yourself. You could oh, I can't not. eat that. I'm on a diet. You could the oh, club. Vo- in that voice as well. Oh, I can't eat that. You could, <laughs> you could the club not have got the utility man. Our, you have our new performance chef who moonlights as... Uh, Lurch. Maybe Lurch yeah. could have summoned up some green... You couldn't he really have knocked a cake together. Come on. You know, we're trying, you know, we're we're trying to keep these players as elite athletes, listeners. And they can't be knocking back Lurch's cream cake. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> be putting weight on. They would have. They used to have the old the Ian Holloway's fat meter. You know, do you remember when who was it that got done under? Yeah, but anyway, in all seriousness. I mean. But in all seriousness, there's an element of moral support that likes to knock the the club at every opportunity. And before you knock the club here, it could have been Gary Rabbit said, "Oh, please." Seriously, do not make a fuss. Don't make a big deal. Yeah. I, I'm with him. I'm with him. I, don't, I never like making a big fuss about yeah, my birthday. It's one of those things. It's just yeah, social media and they. some clubs uh, send stuff out willy-nilly. To be fair, yeah. Gary might have just said, look, it's my birthday. Let's not worry about it. I know it's my birthday. There's your donut. And probably shoved yeah. it in the mouth of the guy that's doing Twitter tied his hands I, I, love, I, love the, <laughs> I love these these fictional dramatic situations that we're creating I love this, this, this but my nan used to do this so she never was a witness to half of the conversations but she would repeat them back with full drama and voices and everything and I love this so that's what Gary Rowich probably said don't make a big deal out of my birthday but anyway there is he's 49 there happy birthday Gary there Happy was birthday. actually another birthday <laughs> yesterday. Do you know what it was? There was an anniversary oh, yesterday. Thursday, March the 9th. Um, bold middle stump, mate. Don't know that one. What was that? Saturday, March the 9th, 1996. 96? If you know, if you don't, <laughs> me. you're not Millwall. Not if you know you're in the Platinum Club, if you don't know you're in the you're in the mainstream, you know, outside, you're not in the, the after party. I don't know. What is it? What is it? Come on. Come I'm going to give people a, a a little while to think about this. Yeah. All right. It's a tease. It's, you, it's a tease. What we will do is is we'll move on to our next item, and then yep. and then we will revisit this just whilst people have had a little bit time to think of the answer. March the 9th, 1996. I'll leave that one with you. Let's let's move move along. My my very flimsily put together agenda list here, listeners. So, um, yeah, the the Gianni Gianni Infantino came to the den last week. What a strange event that was and how quickly it became like um, an internet meme, Neil. I mean, I suppose there is a, a fundamental 
surrealness to the head of FIFA coming to watch Millwall. Um, I'm not sure what I make of it. I mean, it's a big feather in the cap for the club in a, in a funny kind of way, because although he's a he's um, become this kind of uh, villainous representative of all that's wrong with football, he is a very powerful, in football terms at least, individual. So to come along to Millwall is no bad thing. And to hopefully leave him with a good impression is no bad thing from the club's point of view. It remains a very strange sight, but... I can't, you know, I think it was thrust upon the club. I don't think they planned it. It almost kind of lurched out of a clear blue sky one Saturday morning last week. Very odd. Yeah, I think what happened was there was some FIFA conference or some kind of conference in in Tang. He was speaking or attending on Saturday morning and we were probably the nearest professional game to uh, he could have gone to to central London. Yeah. I cannot imagine that Gianni Infantino's lifelong dream was to yeah was to visit yeah was to yeah was to visit Millwall against Norwich City. At least he got to see see a couple of decent teams play he, Which, yeah but he wasn't yeah, true, yeah. yeah yeah but it wasn't thrust upon him watching Millwall and Wigan on a Tuesday night freezing his nuts off was it let's be honest it was a it, yeah <laughs> yeah it's quite a decent game two teams chasing the playoffs and good atmosphere yeah yeah, yeah a decent yeah. atmosphere decent game obviously not a decent result uh but what is he went half time, so he didn't see that part. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, well done, everyone. I mean, it, you know, it, I think it was the, he, he just wanted to go to watch some football in the morning. He's, he's decided that Millwall's the place to go to. Yeah, his advisors um, probably certain. decided it, and they probably had a look at the fixtures. Who's at home, Millwall? Oh, it's only twenty minutes or twenty minutes in traffic away. We'll go to Millwall. He's probably said, "Oh, yeah." Panorama 1977, I watched that show. I must get down and have a look at the truth of the matter. Yeah, we can just um, anyway, imagine him watching that. You have on his iPad <laughs> in the back of a car on YouTube, going down to the den. Yeah, but he's... I don't know any northern... Flowing northern Ponsies coming today. <laughs> yeah, but his juices were probably flowing at the thought of... Uh, yeah, was it all kicking off <laughs> down the den and... Uh, you was, was probably thinking, thank God they won't be turning on me for once. <laughs> so, no, it, it was great to see well, there we are. FIFA down at Millwall. It, it probably wasn't the first head of FIFA to be down at Millwall. Stanley Rouse probably refereed us when he was uh, when he, he was a referee at some point in the 1920s or something point, like that. He? Yeah, so... I can't believe jo- Joao Havelange ever got down the den, but um, no, still there we are. That's um, almost certainly. So we almost certainly believe Stanley Rouse would have gone there. So that's two FIFA um, head presidents or whatever the term is that would have visited the Lions at some stage. Great stuff. Um, just on this, the, the, the tangent slightly, I did pick up that the, we had a couple of flares slung on the pitch from the Norwich end, yellow flares last week. I was interested to see. Um, Screenshot for I think it was um, one of the boys on the on the, uh, the WhatsApp group said they, these people have been found and banned. They um, have. What a, what a way yeah, to earn have. a ban! What a way to earn a ban, Neil. I mean, they have many ways to get banned from your club, but that would really, <laughs> you know, what a stupid thing to do. What a, what a wanky thing to do, and then get banned for it. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, but let's be honest. Yeah, but let's be honest about it. Nobody got hurt. Nobody... It... I don't understand this pyrotechnic thing, but then again, I'm 53, 54. So, uh, but, but to ban somebody, yeah, but I can just imagine the steward and the police probably had to have some private quiet time afterwards after nicking somebody or three people for having a flare at a football match. Of all, oh, it, it just, it frustrates me that, of all the things wrong with football, yeah. Of all of all the things wrong with football and football crowds, Plymouth Argyle down here have had a similar situation uh, or situations, and they've been threatened. Luckily, we're not a club that indulges in this, but they took a flare into a football ground and threw it. So what, honestly? And to ban them from watching their team, okay, it's probably a blessing in disguise. They don't have to watch Norwich every week and travel around the country. But it's pathetic, isn't it? It is absolutely over-the-top, knee-jerk reaction. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a, there's no sense of perspective in modern football now. I mean, you know, I was watching... Um, point. Chelsea, Chelsea. Sorry, I've gone through every London club now. Anyway, something got thrown on, but it wasn't. It wasn't a brick. It wasn't a stone. It wasn't a bottle, glass. It was a like plastic, soft drink bottle. Um, but they, these things are taken so seriously. Now, a, a, an empty. Uh, you don't get any kind of um, proportionality as to what's been slung. If you've slung a, a brick, a glass bottle, then obviously you're going to have to expect or should expect a bigger harder penalty because that can cut your head open than if it's just an empty bottle of um, prime or something you know whatever the soft drink that the kids are after now because that's not going to hurt you it, it, it doesn't seem to be much proportionality I, I, I take your point about the flair because actually no great other than looking a bit wanky no no great harm has come from it I suppose you'd argue it burns at a high temperature maybe some harm could come from it, but it hasn't. So you should have some measure of perspective. I don't know. Is that yeah? But so does a Millwall pie. Of it. Yeah. yeah, but so does a Millwall pie. Yeah, but they're warm to thermal. Yeah, but they're this warm is a pastry. to nuclear temperatures, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but okay. yeah, but it wouldn't be pleasant being it by one. Christ, you'd, yeah, but I know you'd suffer second or third degree burns and probably have to have a skin graft if one of them passes you. But honestly, it's just... No, no, I, I take your point. I take your point. But to get a ban, I mean, I don't know if it, how long a ban it was, a ban. So let's say this couple of seasons, I don't know how long they're given for it, but it does seem a bit... Uh, Over the top. Like so much in football, it's harsh on things that aren't important and they're very lax on things that are important. Exactly. Yeah, there we are. Um, you yeah, go know the answer. And one last thing. What do you know the answer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go on, before we close out. Yeah. It was last time Charlton beat Millwall. <laughs> March the 9th, 1990. They played in a horrible grey, grey kit. And they, I think was it two 0 I think we lost two 0 Yeah, uh, Lee Byrne and uh, Lee Bowyer, and yeah, yeah the newly imprisoned Richard Rufus played <laughs> in the game. That's one of their. I think they've only ever beaten us about ten or eleven times in the league. So that's one of their rare events. Um, 
1996. What's that? That's uh, 20... Uh, Seven years ago. 28, 27, 28 years. Yeah, wow. Incredible. One last thing. Um, I just was struck by the... There's a The club have put out an evening with Neil Harris. Um, uh, an event, like a paid uh, tickets of 15 quid um, while he reminisces on his days as... Uh, as Millwall uh, legend, um, and it's going to be held at a golf club out near Brands Hatch. Um, I find it, I suppose it's all to build links with the West Kingsdown, Seven Oaks area, Neil, but I wouldn't have minded going to it if it had been at the Den, but I'm not going to drive, you've got to drive, because it's no, there's no public transport worth the name to get there. Um, so you can't have a drink, um, you have to drive your car out there. Um, and it just seems like a real shame i don't know it's, you know it would have been an entertaining evening i think but um i'm not going to go out there to it because it's just a it's a long way and it's driving drive time and you can't have a, have a have a beer or two you know not that i would have overdone it listeners but i don't you know i don't but you might have wanted one in your hand or two in your in your hand for the evening and it's just an odd choice i think it's just purely link building um maybe if you live around the corner it's a great event but um yeah, he's also the Gillingham manager. So, you know, well, maybe they will have one at the Den. Uh, yeah, but I can imagine that, uh, yeah, but I can imagine there'll be one or two people that will be absolutely falling over themselves to get tickets for it. Uh, yeah, with those that think that he can do no wrong, obviously, he is a club legend and all of that. But, but yeah, well, I, yeah, well, they do make sanitizers, you know, hand sanitizers and tissues available if they do have one down at Millwall. <laughs> but here's, you're right. Also, you you make a good point because he is he is the current Gillingham manager, and um, I don't know. I'm not sure I'd want Gary Rowett going back to Burton and having an evening with Gary Rowett whilst he he talks fondly about his days as manager there. I don't know. It's just not an odd evening. I suppose it's um, it's a community trust community trust benefit listeners so it's all for a good cause and i think it benefits the local food bank out there in, in seven Oaks. so all good stuff but um just an odd an odd evening i don't know uh, um i won't be going by to all it. accounts they had a captain's one recently didn't they i think alan dunn uh apparently sold out yeah, yeah. and uh yeah. i think i was talking to phil phil clark about it and uh, yeah, apparently yeah. it was a fantastic evening. And and we talk about revenue streams. I think we need, we should be making more of our lounges and uh, bars and things like that for this kind of event. And I know that the stadium yeah. tours, no good luck to yeah, the stadium tours are very very popular thing, aren't they? And uh, we're very popular, great yeah. names. Yeah. It yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, <sighs> With some luck, it will stop. I yeah, but there were reports of people having twenty, thirty photographs that they wanted signed, which I thought was a bit over the top. <laughs> and a friend of mine, a friend of mine who works at a rugby league club up north, they put on an evening with Jason Robinson <laughs> the other night, and. Oh, put, yeah, yeah. And they actually yeah. put a limit on the number of things that he would sign, and no shirts were being signed because you know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, these things they find onto eBay, yeah. don't they? So it, 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 it was a tremendous idea. The community trust, which is very well supported down at Millwall, we run a lot of events for the community trust. 
and, we do. and it's a good thing. I would suggest how much a ticket's Nick? Is it, is it more expensive? 15, 15, quid a, 15 quid a ticket. Yeah, it's um, not bad, actually. Down at it's the, not bad. No, it's, it's, I mean, if, if, if you're living in the area, and you know, I'm, I'm not near that area, so that's why I'm saying I, I, I can't get down there for that one. But Real no, I mean, I think these are. Real Ward would go down there in their car, Nick. <laughs> That's what puts, puts me out of the picture. Um, no, I think that it's, it's a good event, and I can see I can see the thinking behind it. If you're nearby, then give it a go, because um, I think it could be a very entertaining evening. Yeah, um, no, it's just a bit it of a lug be... and out out the way if you're not nearby. And I suppose that's, that's the thing yeah. at the end of the day. There was something you left off. There was something you left okay. off the agenda, Nick, that you right. sent me okay. the agenda. Congratulations right. to Thomas Bradshaw, Esquire. I have missed that out. I thought I'd come back to that and then we moved along, gone down some um, alleyways. Yeah, and no, you forgot and about it. My internet went tits up for those people that don't know. So, <laughs> Congratulations, Tom Bradshaw, Championship Player of the Month. The man is on fire at the moment. Really, he's been finishing really, really well. It's, it's fantastic to see. I, I watched, um, I'm glad you reminded me, actually. Um, I watched the, the brief interview they put on, a Mill TV put on social media. He comes across as a really nice bloke. Um and it's you know he's he's had a difficult time of things since he signed for us over the years. He's been asked to play in a difficult role up front, but it's just wonderful to see him on fire at the moment. And let's hope that continues over the over the weeks and months ahead because we're going to need him. Um, yeah, it's a Championship Player of the Month. Well done, well done, Tom Bradshaw. Yeah, no, fantastic. I think he, I think that before the start of the season, I don't think he'd have been in the running for Player of the Season if you no. yeah, if you asked people to pick names, but it would be very difficult to look beyond him at the moment. I think he'd probably be my player of the year. I know that people go, oh, Zion Fleming. and Well, Zion's second to him at the um, moment in the scoring stakes. I mean, maybe the assists. I don't know where he stands on that. But he's joined... But to my from... mind, Tom Bradshaw... Yeah, but to our mind... Yeah, but to my mind, Tom Bradshaw's player of the year so far. And, I think, he, I think and, he's a very strong candidate. Yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah. And the most pleasing thing is he's playing with a smile on his face. Yeah. And I saw I saw a photo on Twitter of the interview, and he had a smile on his face. Yeah. And that's probably reflected in how we're doing this season, that people are probably enjoying going in, uh, playing games, uh, and just enjoying being in and around Millwall at the moment. There was a, a couple of years ago, I, a thing that struck me was a couple of, those that know me know that I, I like to follow a bit of the American baseball scene, but the, the, the thing was going around, the, the rule in the San Francisco, San Francisco Giants um, clubhouse, as they call it, that the, no dickheads are allowed in the no dickheads are allowed in the squad. I think I think that's been a rule in a number of sports teams. I think the All Blacks have a no dickheads rule or something like it. Um, and I think at the moment we're really... Yeah, the lucky. rules football. Yeah, no dickheads, no pricks, basically, and we don't seem to have any pricks in our in our squad at the moment. Neil, I think Tom is a good example of that. He, he looked like the kind, he looks like the kind of bloke you could have a have a beer with, you know, or, or cream cake for Gary Rowett's birthday, perhaps. Um, <laughs> but no, we 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 we're lucky. I think this is a good squad, and um, let's hope they can find some success this year. But really big, well done to Tom Bradshaw, joint fourth in the divisional scoring charts at the moment. Um, 
which is fantastic, fantastic achievement. So there we are. I think you've probably got a newspaper column to write, Mr. Fissler, and I think I've probably exhausted my um, agenda. And our internet has finally, um, well, it's been up and down, listeners. So um, we, we, we've got a show out at least. So let's hope that you've enjoyed this edition of Something for the Weekend. Um, we'll be back. I'm going to Reading, so I'll be back on Sunday with a post-match show. And Neil and I will be returning uh, Monday. We're going to do a history show on Monday, Neil, aren't we? We are indeed. I'm not going to give any. Uh, I'm not going to give anything away because uh, I haven't written it yet. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of <laughs> half researched it, but I want to look into. Oh, yeah, but I want to look into one or two of the personalities uh, involved, and uh, it's a good one. It is a good one. It will just show that uh, that we are the uh, f- yeah that we are the unofficial official kings of Millwall history when it comes to podcasting, Nick. Arrivederci, Millwall. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. <laughs>